In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. So we left off on uh, the logos. We were talking about uh, the voice, the logos. You know, maybe something that the plants allow you to hear. Or there's tons of stories about the logos. And uh, one book that I read that I think is a must read for everybody that's interested in the logos is this book by Julian James, The Origin of Consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind. Uh, I try to read 100 books a year, and I gotta tell you that this is probably a top five I've read in the last five years. It's, uh, Julian James was a psychology professor at Princeton in the 70s, and, uh, right around the time Chomsky was coming out with his ideas of how language is formed. You know, this is kind of an alternative theory. And uh, it's it'll blow your mind. I mean, if you haven't read Julian James, you, you got to get it. You got to pick it up. It's It'll open your eyes to a lot of things. Uh, <clears throat> a funny story. I was uh, I found myself on campus at uh, over at UH, and I ran into... Uh, one of the big dogs in the uh, language department. And I had walked into his office and he'd had a, he had an amazing library. And so we were talking about books and language and uh, he'd asked me if I had read Chomsky. I said, yeah, I have. And to which I replied, oh, have you read Tom Wolfe's new book about trying to take down his theory? And he said he did and thought it was kind of snarky, which I agreed. And we had a little bit of a laugh uh, and then I, I had asked him if he had read this book, Julian James, The Origin of Consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind. And he kind of stared at me for a minute. No, George, I've never heard of that book. And I told him, well, you know, I, I kind of think that this guy uh, might have it right. 
you know, I mean, Chomsky's, come on, one of the greatest minds around. However, when it comes to uh, language, I think this guy Julian James might have some, some points to score on him. And so I began telling him a little bit about what the book was about, and uh, he was very interested. And I said, I'll, I'll bring you a copy. I have an extra copy. He says, no, I'll, I'll read it online. I'll find it. And that was on a Friday. And I, I met him on Monday, and uh, he says, George, you got me in a lot of trouble. My wife and I had stuff to do over the weekend, but I got that darn book, he said. I couldn't put it down. Blew my mind. You're right. It's fascinating. And uh, for me, it's always rewarding when I recommend a book to somebody and they read it and they're, and they're blown away. You know, and they're really blown away. Like, they really read it and they're blown away. It's just nice to share that same, same kind of insight with them. And uh, so he's like, I, I, just, I, just, I couldn't put it down. You know, my wife's yelling at me, hey, we got this stuff to do, but I, just, I couldn't put the book down, George. And so I, after we laughed a little bit, I, uh, I said, so what do you think? I mean, you think that guy scores some points? You think there might be some holes in, in Chomsky's theories? And he goes, well, he changed his tone. He went from being laughing to, well, you know, this book that I read, this Julian James, is very controversial. And I said, yeah, like, like Galileo or uh, Copernicus. We started laughing, but uh, I hope you guys get an opportunity to check it out. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about it. Um, first off, it's masterfully written. The guy was just, he's a genius. Uh, but he talks a lot about the logos, bringing it back full circle. And he talks about, you know, the, the Homeric verses. You know, they talk a lot about how Athena, you know, or they talk about the gods like Mars. They heard, you know, I got angry and it was time to go to war. I heard Mars call to me or I was overcome with, with rage, you know. And, and whenever they, they talk about these emotions or the, the gods coming to them, they're talking about the, vo the gods speaking to them, the animos, I guess, or, you know, it's throughout... It's throughout all the old, old Homeric verses and Greek tragedies, and the, a lot of people today believe that, that that is just a metaphor for emotions like anger or love, or you know, Aphrodite would be love and anger would be Mars, and you know, when you read the Homeric verses today, people say, oh well, this is clearly just a metaphor for him being filled with lust or being filled with anger or you know, pick your poison. But Julian James makes a different claim. He says that people actually heard those voices in their head. And when you heard Mars, it was a voice in your head that told you it was time to fight, which is similar to what we now call the fight or flight, you know, reaction. Um, he goes on to talk about, they've done experiments on people you know, in the last, you know, since the 70s on, uh, where they've stimulated the opposite side of the brain. You know, you have, you have Broca's area and Wernicke's area, which are the speech centers of the brain. And they've hooked up electrodes to corresponding parts of the brain on the opposite side and stimulated them. And people were actually able to hear voices. You know, if you think a little bit about how the brain works, you know, it's, it's got obviously the frontal lobe and the 
the different cortexes, but there's corresponding, according to some literature, there's, there's corresponding points on opposite sides of the brain. And uh, Julian Jaynes believes that as we've evolved, that there used to be an area for speech on the opposite side of the brain, on the opposite lobe where Wernicke's area and Broca's area are. <clears throat> and it was those parts of the brain that would light up, that would allow you to hear the logos. And, uh, you know, maybe it could be that we've evolved to not use that part of our brain, or for some reason, you know, that part of our brain is not being stimulated. You know, I, I often wonder if maybe some of the, the, you know, psilocybin or some of these neurotransmitters in the plants activate that particular part of the brain. And that's what allows us to have these audio hallucinations. And if it is what allows us to do that, might, might some of these audio hallucinations be, you know, telling us to do things that were told to some of the heroes in the, in the tragedies. I don't think that would be a bad thing. There's quite a bit of heroic deeds and wisdom and intelligence that maybe we could be um, tapping into. Um, but it's fascinating. He goes on to talk about work he's done with schizophrenics. And he ties that to, you know, some of the questions he's, he's asked these schizophrenics is, you know, do you hear voices? And the answer is yes, I hear voices. And then the next question is, what is it about the voices that you hear in your head that make you do some of the things you do? I'm sure most of you watching this understand that sometimes schizophrenics are at real danger of hurting themselves or other people because they hear voices. But not only do they hear voices, but they, they do what those voices tell them to do. And so one of the questions Julian Jaynes asks is, why do you do that? Can't you just shut that voice off in your head? Can't you just tell that voice to, hey, knock it off or... I'm not going to do what you say. And he gives a description of a schizophrenic man that says, you know, people don't understand. You know, when you hear that voice, it's like someone being this close to you, you know, and saying, listen, I want you to go do this thing. And it never stops. You could run away, but it's still right there in your head. And it makes me think of, you know, in today's world, if someone gets this close to you, you're probably either fighting or you're telling a secret. But if you heard a voice in your head, imagine someone being that close to you the whole time and not being able to get away from them until you did what that voice told you to do. And uh, when they've put these people into the uh, fMRIs, they could see that same spot that Julian Jaynes theorized was activating where the logos might, the corresponding area in Broca's area and Wernicke's area. He, they could see that in the fMRI that that particular part of the brain was lighting up. And uh, it, it's such a fascinating idea. And like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor or, you know, I, I enjoy reading and I enjoy listening to these stories and, and telling them to you guys. And I hope you find them interesting. But it all fits together, you know, whether it's Terrence McKenna or Julian Jaynes or Jeremy Narby and I'll be going over quite a few more books to try and weave you through this wandering road of you know psychedelic behavior and what can be happening um, it just fits in with our motif of language and how it can be different and 
you know, the linguistic pathways that we can take to make a better world. But for now, that's, that is this book right here, Julian Jaynes, The Origin of Consciousness. Um, it's fascinating. It also goes on to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, the cutting of the corpus callosum and some of the experiments they've done with people that have epileptic seizures and what happens when you cut the corpus callosum. And it's a fascinating read. I hope everybody here takes the time to, to read this book because it'll blow your mind. So that's what we got so far. And uh, we've kind of covered a little bit of Terrence McKenna, Jeremy Narby, and Julian Jaynes. And we're going to continue our adventure down the world of psychedelics and language and uh, some other cool stories. We're going to try to fit some zen in here in a little while. And uh, looking forward to getting my first comment and hearing what you guys have to say. Super stoked to be doing this, and you know, uh, even if nobody watches this, I, I love reading books, and I love telling stories about books, and I hope to reach people that like to read books. So, hope you guys are having a great day. Aloha. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me, or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that... I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.